No zoo is complete without lions. The small zoo at Ilfracombe in Devon, on the south coast of England, was no exception, and the lion and lioness were a particularly handsome pair. The lion had been bought from the Rotterdam Zoo in Holland, and the lioness had come from the Biblical Zoo in Jerusalem. They had their first litter on August the twelfth, nineteen sixty-nine. Four healthy cubs, one male and three females. Nine weeks later, with summer over and no more holiday crowds to attract, two female cubs were sent to an animal dealer and were subsequently bought by a circus. The remaining female and male were bought by Harrods, the Knightsbridge department store, and sent to London by train. The four cubs seemed destined, as their parents were, for a lifetime of frustration. Three months before the cubs were born, we had left Australia for the first time, uncertain but optimistic. We had both graduated from university and had had a variety of jobs with no clear career path at that stage. We headed to London, as many young Australians had before us, and well-known examples include the satirist Barry Humphreys, journalist and broadcaster Clive James, academic and writer Jermaine Greer, artists Sidney Nolan, Brett Whiteley, and Martin Sharp, social commentator Richard Neville, and more recently even Kylie Minogue. Some Australians travelled overland through Asia and the Middle East, which is difficult, if not impossible, these days. We travelled independently for several months, but met up unexpectedly in London in late November 1969. Neither of us is a conscientious sightseer, but one day, in an unusual burst of enthusiasm, we visited, among other tourist destinations, the Tower of London. A suitable contrast, we decided, would be our first visit to Harrods. We were aware of Harrod's boast that they could provide anything at a price. Of course, a friend had once inquired about a camel and been asked, "Would that be with one hump or two?" But Harrod seemed to have extended themselves beyond our imagination when, on wandering into their zoo on the second floor, we discovered two lion cubs in a small cage between the Siamese kittens and the old English sheepdogs. A lion cub with a price tag. Was not an easy thought to assimilate. The cubs were proving to be a successful drawing card for the Christmas shoppers, with the prospect of becoming the Christmas present for the person who already had everything. We had not thought about lions before. Of course, we had seen them in zoos, but this was as far as our interest and knowledge extended. Neither of us had even read Joy Adamson's 1961 book *Born Free*, the story of Elsa the lioness. Who had been found as a cub, raised and rehabilitated back into the wild by Joy and her husband George Adamson, who was a game warden with the Kenyan Wildlife Department. We sympathised with the cubs, for despite the efforts of the staff, they were incessantly disturbed by intrigued shoppers. Yet we had to restrain the same urge within ourselves. Each person demanded a response. The female snarled in an alarming manner, and people were satisfied. But her brother pretended none of us existed. He was irresistible, and we sat enchanted beside their cage for hours. John, why don't we buy him? Ace, I've already named him Christian. We found out much later that the staff had named him Marcus, a handsome masculine name, but Christian seemed to suit him, and we liked the irony or joke about Christians being fed to the lions in Roman times. 
which was also a reminder of the danger to which we could be exposing ourselves and the people around us. We intuitively knew that we were both serious, and a curious excitement began to grow. Even if it was only for a couple of months, surely we could offer him a better life than this and try and ensure a better future for him. Or was it that we just wanted to take Christian away from everyone else and have him to ourselves? Neither of us had ever fantasized or dreamed about owning an exotic pet, but he was completely irresistible. Suddenly our lives were to be incomplete without a lion cub, an impractical idea for two young Australians visiting Europe, but at least we could allow ourselves the luxury of investigating the possibility of buying him. We inquired if he was still for sale. The female had been sold, but the male was still available for 250 guineas, equivalent in 2009 to 3,500 English pounds. This was a vast sum to us, but undaunted, we nonchalantly agreed that it seemed a very reasonable price. The assistant at the zoo suggested we speak to the Harrods buyer. He was, she pointedly warned us, interviewing any prospective purchasers very thoroughly, as Harrods believed it was important the lions did not fall into irresponsible hands. We returned the next morning looking far more respectable, with our hair skillfully flattened and wearing the tweed sports coats our parents, very perceptively, had insisted would be useful abroad, but until now had been lying untouched at the bottom of our suitcases. We succeeded, with the help of a few tiny white lies and our enthusiasm, in convincing Roy Hazel, the buyer for Harrods, that we would be responsible guardians, foster parents, for a lion. Now, when Harrods was prepared to part with him, we had the first option to buy Christian. Everything up until this point seemed very natural and straightforward. We had gone shopping and had seen a lion that we liked and now wanted to buy, but could not take delivery for about three weeks. We shared a small flat on the King's Road in Chelsea, above the shop where we had both been offered work, and in all respects could not have been in a worse position to own any animal least of all a lion. We spent days fruitlessly visiting estate agents, looking for a basement flat with a garden for our dog. It seemed pointless being truthful with them when it was the landlords we would really have to contend with. We were becoming very disheartened, so we decided to advertise in the Times on the assumption that the courageous or eccentric landlord we had been unable to find would probably be a reader of this newspaper.' 